22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Okay, um, I've got nothing interesting to begin with, so let's get right to it. And I know Mike's going to say, you never have a, anything interesting to say. So I leave okay. that for the audience to say. Oh, shush. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 172. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who needs no introduction because, well, everybody's been warned about him. MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Outlander! Outlander. Um, Highlander? Nope. Oh. I, I have no if idea. It was Highlander, I would have said that. No. Outlanders from Children of the Corn. Yeah, oh. who out there got that right? Never wow. seen it. <laughs> Tinkerbell would have been Oh, come on. Lame excuse. I've never seen that movie. I can't even lie. So, uh, They're both okay. lame. No, that movie, the first one's lame, what I heard. Yeah, it's actually all right. Okay. And our other <laughs> illustrious host is a man who has no problems with muting your mic during the show and then blaming it on, quote, technical difficulties. RT squared, Ralph the Tech. Allegedly. Allegedly. So the other day, as I was deep in meditation, Allegedly. something happened to me. I began to ascend. I felt a bright light engulf my body and every atom began to disintegrate and I began to lose form. Eventually, I became one with the universe. I was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And as I regained consciousness and began to reform my body, a thought occurred to me. The prince that kissed Snow White could have just been a very disappointed necrophiliac. Huh. <laughs> huh. Wow, okay. <laughs> remind, remind, and, 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 that's, and right before we're sued by the Brothers Grimm estate. <laughs> right? Remind me to... Think about Ralph, it, though. Remind, remind me to talk to you after the podcast about that that, that thing right now. But we'll, we'll wait for after the podcast for that. But <laughs> moving right along. Um, on today's show, we're going to discuss a DC animated feature that was released back in early August of this year. So if you want to prepare for this one, you might want to grab some plastic coverings for your furniture because there's going to be a lot of blood splatter as we get into Deathstroke, Knights, and Dragons. But first, okay, look, here's the bottom line. If I don't let Mike tell you what's new in the geek world, he won't shut up about it until the next show. And if you know how much Mike fucking talks, you can just imagine. So therefore, I now present you with Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Look, up on the marquee, it's a girl, it's a rumor, it's, maybe someday, Supergirl. Uh, the Daily Planet's <laughs> gossip page is filling up fast as the Arrow versus Maiden of Might begins filming its sixth and final season in uh -huh. April 2021. Say it in Whispers so. abound that this could bring a Supergirl solo movie to the DCEU. I'm not happy about that either. Uh, a Supergirl film has long been in the works, but has been constantly put on hold as Warner Brothers decides what to do with a Man of Steel. So even following a highly successful TV series, a woman's ability to advance is still dependent on a man. Wow. I heard this, this news earlier in the week, and I was wondering what your guys' takes on it were going to be, because 
I remember um, Supergirl started off. I would say I remember us doing our first review of Supergirl, and it was lukewarm. And I know that you guys were. Well, we only reviewed, about, I think, the first episode, three, right? It was the only first the episode first episode. Episode. Yeah. First three. Yeah. Okay. I, even if it was just one. The bottom line is, it, I mean, if you look at our rating, it was like. So now I'm, I'm, I'm like wondering how you guys feel now that after six years, changing stations, joining the Arrowverse, now that it's going to be being sent on its way. How do you guys feel about that real quick? I'm very disappointed to hear that it's it's ending, but I can understand why, because Melissa Benoist just recently had a baby. So now she'll be able, mm-hmm. she's, she'll probably be happy about this being the last season so she can raise her, her kid um, and enjoy that, that, I guess, enjoy the, her life with the with her child but yeah. personally yeah, yeah, as a, a, as a fan I think she, she was pregnant i think before five ended yeah because I, I, th- I think she was, she was about like the last few episodes she was not in that much and usually they shot her from like like she was usually wearing something weird but like that that covered her normal clothing and stuff like that she's in a know? trench coat you're like what <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> you know but um no i'm, I'm disappointed that the first season i barely watched after the first because i mean I, I watched it towards the end and it was all right Oh, no, I'm sorry. I watched it up until the middle. I'm sorry. That's why because I, I never really saw how it, that first season ended. But people said it got better because I wasn't that thrilled with um, the did. first season part that I saw. It but did. year two, three, four, and five have all been great. Like, yes. really great. Um, so I mean, I am sad to see it go. I mean, but they, I've, they've made some points, which will probably be ignored and forgotten since it's a woman. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Wow. <laughs> uh, seriously, it really works that way. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, like Ralph was saying, uh, you know, if, if if that's what her plan is, is to stay home for a little while, then good for her. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do hope that that Disney, that uh, DC actually does a good job if they're going to make this um, Supergirl movie. But, you know, I mean, it's DC. It's very hit or miss or miss or miss big. <laughs> so what, what else you got there for us, Mike? Uh, well, when it comes to October, horror movies rule. When it comes to Hollywood, reboots rule. So what does that mean for the scariest month of the year? Well, Blumhouse is releasing a reboot of a 1996 horror film, The Craft and Time for Halloween. Uh, the oh. cult favorite film about Catholic school girls dabbling in the dark arts and tormenting their classmates will debut its new look sometime late October, just in time for the ghouls and goblins to be thrilled before signing into video conference co- costume parties. Blumhouse's The Craft will be released as VOD via Amazon. Ooh. Wow, interesting. Now, I remember watching the original Craft movie in the theaters, which... That's you're old. I am. I am old. <laughs> I remember that, and I remember, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, I, 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 I love the movie." It didn't age well, though. It didn't Was it a talkie? Well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, we, you know, but anyway, it's it, it's interesting that they're gonna remake the craft and they're gonna release it, um, you yeah. know, on VOD. Um, I, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I I remember seeing it not in the theaters. By the time I saw it, it was already out on cable. And uh, I I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it didn't really, like, leave any lasting It's got its me. flaws. It, yeah. it has its flaws, but it's it's a fun movie. So I, I just hope they don't go crazy, you know, how that remake. They're like, well, let's just amp up this side of it. It's like, no, no, it's kind of well, the story that made it work, not special effects. You, you, know? you know, they're, they're going to, like, increase the sexiness factor by, like, 200%. Because that's what you're hoping. Now. That's what you're hoping, Ralph. <laughs> I'm hoping, but you know that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, yeah, okay. but you know how that is. All right. Uh-huh. And last but not least, maybe they should remake their bad animated films instead. Uh, hot off the heels of Mulan, 
Disney has another classic set for a live-action revival. Peter Pan and Wendy is next up on the Mercurial Audience Shooting Gallery. The film will try and find a balance in storytelling between Peter Pan and Wendy's story, as the title indicates. So far, Never Never Land will be populated by uh, Jude Law as Captain Hook and Yara Shahida from Gronish as Tinkerbell. Really? Okay. Yeah. Didn't they already make a uh, live-action adaptation? They've been Peter Pan before. Yeah, they did a live-action. Yeah, live they did a live-action musical because that was um, that was kind of a reboot of something they did back in the '60s with Mary Martin. What about Pan? Right. And then Hook. And then Hook. Well, Hook and then Hook. Also. And then Pan too. Yeah. Oh, every, everyone's just forgetting Pan with a uh, Hugh Jackman. No one's talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and including Hugh Jackman, no one's talking about that. I I did love in the article. That, I mean, it wasn't. She didn't say it. So uh, so. Hopefully, uh, Yara keeps her lips shut. But the person writing the article, I guess, felt they had they didn't have enough words in their sentence or in their paragraph. Was like, and you know, with Yara um, Shahidi be, being Tinkerbell, it'll be the first black actress to play Tinkerbell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, right. it would be. Thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> you know, so, it was just such a well, weird thing to point out. I'm like, ah, uh, sure. Does does that it? Is that called now um, blackwashing? Because you know how you got I, how you got whitewashing characters. Now you're blackwashing characters. Is it? Don't, don't, is that don't a thing? Don't make that a thing. Don't even, don't throw that in the ether because then it's going to become a thing, and I'm going to blame you. <laughs> you can blame me all you want. Uh, well, what, well, well, what I love about all these movies because like I mean I, I I it wasn't interesting enough of a thing at least at this stage to make it newsworthy for me anyhow. But and I can't think of the actor's name because he's someone I know by face but I don't know by name. Um, but you know that they're they're having a black guy play Hawkman. In the that, uh, Black Adam movie, Carter Hall. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming that's the version he'll play, but but it was just one of those things, and I'm like, well, that's fantastic, and I'm really happy that there's no other race or ethnic group in all of this country of the world that they could pick on besides <laughs> black and white <laughs> to fill their characters with, <laughs> you know? Oh man, oh, well, well didn't, we, we, we didn't Michael Jackson I'm, say that everything's just black or white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, stop. Mike, is that all your quick news? That is it. All right. Ralphie Boy, do you have any quick news? Um, no, not really. Wait, wait. No, no, I don't. Okay. Wait. Got to be careful with Paul. Yeah, cool. I, Yo, no, Ralph, I don't. Stop. I don't. Okay. Why, are you li- why are you listening to him? <laughs> <laughs> no, here's why, Mike. And this is uh, just to give um, the audience an inside. Um, because we're doing our... Um, we're doing our podcast remote. I know I've been having hiccups with my um, with my feed. So sometimes when Ralph stops speaking, I'm like, oh shit, it froze again. <laughs> so I'm like... No, that's just him thinking. Yeah. Okay. yeah a, my mind is filled with a lot of pauses. Got it. Yeah, there you go. All right. That makes sense. All right. Let's go. Let's start talking about things that, you know, the reason why we're here. Let's, let's talk about that. So let's... Leave quick news, Mike. Thanks for the quick news. And thank goodness it wasn't You're like welcome. my mom. Well, I was like, you didn't have to work too hard this week, but let's see about this um this movie because I remember last last week we did Milan, and you got your money's worth. We're reading the cast. You, you still can't say it right, can you? <laughs> Mulan, motherfucker. You, you said Mulan. <laughs> whatever. Who cares? I care. We're not talking, we're not talking about it this week because guess what we're talking about. Ooh, what are we I'm talking about? If this was 1,600 years ago, if this was 1,600 years ago, people would care. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> oh, and I'm man. still here to represent them. 
All right. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about <clears throat> what we're here to talk about, which is Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. And with a synopsis is the guy that once he's on the roll, you can't stop him. It's kind of like a, a stone and a snowball or something like that. MFG, Mike Devine is guy. Well, actually, the title is Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, the movie. And there's a reason for that. Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, the movie, is a direct-to-video animated film that was originally a 12-part CWC series and acts as a standalone entry that is not part of the DC original animated universe series of movies. Uh, the movie was directed by Sung Jin An and written by J.M. Demetrius. Um, the original series, which uh, turned the merciless assassin into a mercenary with a heart, showed only one episode before it was canceled and converted into a movie. Uh, Deathstroke Knights and Dragons, the movie, has a laughable rating of 80% with an audience score of 51% and a Metacritic score that, no, nah, they didn't bother. Uh, so <laughs> they seem not to they bother recently, those, those lazy assholes. They don't do animated movies. Not for these things, they don't. They do yeah. sometimes, but it's so few and far. It's got to be like Pixar. <laughs> you know? Right. Because they right. pay them for it. Oh, is that it? Wow, that's conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Synopsis. Because DC enjoys brutally dispatching women on screen, we have yet another hyper-violent entry for its TV-14 viewing audience. Slade Wilson is a family man with a secret. He sweet-talks his wife. He reads his son's super short fairy tales over the phone. But once he puts on his one-eyed gimp mask, he disembowels armies faster than a recently revealed father leaves the Mari show. This mercenary with ancillary cautionary commentary is the only hope the world has against the incredibly ridiculous plot hatched by Hive. Batman, be damned. Wonder Woman, whatever. Superman, suck it. This ain't your grandpa's hero, because your grandpa knew right from wrong and didn't believe that guns and violence solved all your problems. No, this is your grandma's hero, because she hated grandpa with a vengeance. (laughs) Psychic sons. Illegitimate daughters, spitfire spouses, and the voice of that black British guy that was on Arrow. You know, he was the CEO of a bank who eventually married Oliver's mom. I think his name was Walter. Then she divorced him. He attended her funeral and tried to comfort Thea and Ollie, but they weren't really feeling it. Then he kind of disappeared. I think we all assumed he was dead, but he was actually alive when the series ended. Yeah, this movie's got all that. (laughs) And very little else. That's right. Very little else. All right. Starring Michael Chiklis as uh, Deathstroke, Slade Wilson. Sasha Alexander as Addie Kane, a.k.a. the Boner Killer Wife. Uh, Chris J. Alex as the Jackal. Uh, Faye Mata as Rose, a.k.a. the Hive Queen. Riffin Poitou as Jericho, jo- uh, Joseph Wilson. Uh, Amari Williams as President Nicholas. Colin Salmon as William Wintergreen. Delbert Hunt as the Bronze Tiger. And Panta Mosley as Lady Shiva. All right, so let's talk about it. Deathstroke. Knights and Dragons, the movie. Can't forget the movie. But before we do that, let's press. Let's thank you. Let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning: the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that wonderfully British spoiler warning was brought to you by the wonderfully British Steve Francis. Of such productions. Hey, is that squ- Stush. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, guys. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this Deathstroke movie that came out in early August, but we didn't hear a lot about, or at least I didn't hear a lot about it. 
Um, now that we got the spoiler warning out the way, let me ask this. Um, you know, the, 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 this whole thing about Deathstroke, like they, they kind of centered this movie around Deathstroke being one of the world's deadliest assassins, and they turn him out, like Mike said in the synopsis, make, made him into this caring father and this family man and this and this, this, this loving husband. How do you feel about DC taking this particular character and giving him the anti-hero treatment? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you elaborate, Michael? <laughs> it was just, I, I, I really, as I was watching this movie, because it didn't have interesting dialogue to me and had a lot of other problems, which we'll get to. Um, it's, it's I, I'm just thinking, I'm like Deathstroke, Harley Quinn. Um, I, I, you just go uh, Magneto and, at times. It's just, you take all of your great villains because they're popular, Venom, because they're popular with people, and then to excuse the, to, to make the popularity palatable to parents who are barely buying these things for their children anyhow, you make them into anti-heroes or just sometimes flat out heroes. And it's like, well, I don't even understand what the purpose then of, of, of your books anymore. It's like, if your villains can't be villains, what's the purpose then? Or if you're telling me right. that your best villains are so gray that, that you can't distinguish them from the bad guys unless they actually say, I'm killing these people for a reason, <laughs> you know, what's what? It's kind of what's killing your your business right there. I think. Right, right, Ralphie. So, yeah, I, I thought this. I had very conflicting feelings with this movie. Like there are parts I enjoyed, there are other parts that made no sense. It, just the simple fact that Slade, this like mercenary who we've been told throughout our whole lives that is like just a, a killing machine in it for the money now he has a heart i'm like wait what's going on because in wasn't there a comic line in which he actually kills his own kids right no i mean no. not that i'm aware of anyhow i mean well he he tries to kill jericho he's actually tried to kill rose i mean he's definitely trying I mean, rose uh tries to emulate him that's why she put out her own eye but um yeah, I mean, he's he's not a fan of his children, let's put it that way. Or at least he didn't used to be. So, <laughs> so um, seeing this, I'm like, huh, okay. Uh, I like the action, but where are we going with this story? When when they killed, oh, well, we're getting, getting ahead of him, ourselves. But halfway through the movie, I thought I thought it was over. I was like, okay, all right, it's, wait, there's it more? Could have been. <laughs> there's more? Yeah. Okay, let me sit back down. All right, let's see what happens. I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's um, one of the like I said, it's it's this this whole like like because even the movie itself couldn't defend him because you you had characters several times like I mean like uh who Jackal himself pointed out most of all he's like yeah like you know you're like I kill if there's a cause and I'm like well you're getting paid so you're not really doing this out of the goodness of your heart and then also he's like Jackal points out he goes yeah you care like for all those people you just killed that have children and family mm-hmm. yeah. How do you explain that one? But yet we're supposed to feel for you as the viewers that your children why? Because you're badass? I mean it's just it's just it's just getting so convoluted with this whole turn vi I mean violent right. you know, uh villains into heroes or or like I said, at least uh anti heroes. It's it's just getting muddy by this point. And and the storytelling becomes muddy because of that. I'm I'll also go around. I mean, look at look at the the opening sequence when um, he's infiltrating the the compound of, of the general, 
he's like Ginsu's that one guy to the point where mm-hmm. he makes blood rain all over his body. Yeah. Like, that's not an anti-hero. That's just a murderer. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, then he has the nerve to go in and be like, oh, yeah, I killed the actual president, so you're now the new president. You better do a better job. I'm like, so couldn't you have just sent him a message? Yeah, I mean, right? You could have just sent him the head. You could have just sent him the head. But no, no, you killed people that, like, and especially in this case, they're not, I mean, even the Hive members are just hired soldiers. They don't know what Hive is actually up to. But, like, these guys are just, they've got a job. And most of those dictator countries are poor countries. So these are guys that are in a poor country that are happy to be earning money. All they're doing is like being his guards. They're not, you know, killing children and da 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 da. And yet you've murdered them. And then you're like, no, you know, I have my reasons. It's like, you, what about their families? And these are poor countries. Who's going to feed them? And, and then think, <laughs> you know? think about this. The only real, re- well, half of the reason that he did all of that to, to reach the general was so that he could get paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just, it was just, and so that started out for me the confusion of the movie, and I, and I can, and I'm like, ah, I see why you were canceled after the first episode. <laughs> well, I'll say this, and this will tie in all of my, um, my nerdness. So I'll tie in my wrestling nerdness with my comic book nerdness. It's something that companies like to do all the time. They get a hot property of an evil bad guy, and they want to, they want to make money off of it. So then they turn him into a good guy, and sometimes. It, you know, if you keep doing it over and over, it becomes boring. But then there's some things you can't explain. Like, like if, you know, the fact that he's on a murderous rage and it's like, okay, but how, how do we redeem him to be, you know, a person who, who cares and has empathy or whatever? Is, is watching them do that. Now, mind you, when they did it with Venom, that was 19, 1989, was in the 90s. 1990. Yeah, 1990, because I was in grade school. It blew everybody's mind, but they do it so often. I mean, Deadpool was a bad guy. We can name a lot of the, right. the, the heroes that we have. That you know, the real cool heroes that we have were bad guys. And it's like, okay, well, right. they just went to this well once too often. And with this particular type of villain, it's hard to even pull that off. That's why I was very curious. But it's also, but it's also, um, and again, I I know comic books are just entertainment. And I mean, I as a child read comic books, but also when I was a child reading comic books, they were pretty much black and white. And I don't mean the coloring. Um, you know, it's because like, think about it, like that whole changing your bad. I mean, I'm talking about an actual bad guy, bad guy, not someone that was just kind of like a double agent, like, cause like Hawkeye, you know, has a criminal and then he was kind of working as a double agent before he fully decided to be good. So it was the black widow, you know, stuff like that. We're not talking about that kind of person. We're talking about flat out bad guys. That didn't happen until, as far as in the major properties, didn't happen until the eighties. And that was Magneto. Right. Yeah. You know, like, right. like that was the first time and that was a huge change to see. And then and that lasted for a while. And then blink the faster you could blink. He was suddenly a villain again. And you're like, well, bah. and then the X-Men have had nothing but a whole misery of, oh, yeah, they tried. Not only have they tried to kill us, they've actually killed lesser teammates. Let's just take them in. Oh, oh and look, they turned on us. Oh, now they're good again. Let's take them back in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. It, just, it makes no sense. But this this kind of thing, it disturbs me. And again, I'm not trying to use comic books as life lessons and whatnot, but it's like, why are all these hyper, and again, hyper violent assassin characters, the ones that they try and make into anti-heroes? Like, why are they the cool ones? Why is someone that kills ruthlessly cool? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the, ant- that's almost the, the anti-comic book. The whole point of these heroes is they're supposed to be better than us. The, the right. last resort is supposed to be murder. 
if, if it's ever that result at all, you know. Well, Mike, if so, yeah, I, I'm finding this trend very disturbing. If if history has shown us anything, nothing says cool like raining blood on yourself after Ginzu chopping up a person's body. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I watching this movie. I'm like, is this just like, is this the Scorpion Part Two? Damn. Ivan's so probably funny. his ears probably perked up. He's like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, Mr. Cooper. Cool, that's right. I was just with him the other day. We were talking about Scorpion also, so that's kind of funny you mentioned that. <laughs> um, all right, so now let me ask you this, gentlemen, because out the gate I can hear some of your criticisms. What did you like about the movie? Probably a short list, so let's go with that first. <laughs> I, I have one quick scene that just reminded me so much of Mike when um, when Slade and Addie are arguing, and then uh, Wintergreen goes, Okay, you two. Thank you. And they're like, for what? It's like, for reminding me why I stayed a bachelor all this time. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. They captured the essence of Mike and put it into Wintergreen and made him British. Maybe that's Mike's real last name, Wintergreen. So I, I, for, <laughs> there you go. Ever since then, I was like, oh, Wintergreen Mike. All right. There it is. Wintergreen Mike. I, don't, I mean, there's nothing that stood out in this film for me. Like, it's the art was that art was basically kind of like, like I said, it was really like Scorpion, actually. I mean, it's, just, it's that it's fine. I mean, it was nothing that that grabbed my attention. The story was, like I said, it was just kind of hit or miss crap that barely made sense if you wanted to listen to it. Um, right. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the action did flow. I mean, it, there were times like Ralph Sailor when you were like, oh, I thought the movie was ending now. I mean, it could have ended, even though it was probably only like 40 minutes into the film. Yeah. Uh, but um, but it did move action to action, which is also kind of its fault. But I guess that's what I find the best part. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that. <laughs> I felt the same way. I'm sorry, go ahead, Ralph. Uh, one of the other things I, I really in, uh, liked about the movie was the fact that they didn't treat the sharks as mindless killing machines. Because you could see that the sharks only attacked the people that were bleeding, which is still mm-hmm. somewhat questionable. But they left the other uh, people in the water alone, so it's it's yeah. kind of true to the shark nature, which I I like. And they didn't make them seem like they were just vicious killing machines attacking everything that moved. Was, All right, we've heard from the pro shark uh, party. Anyone from the anti shark party? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sharks have been uh, given a bad from, rap from, from the anti shark party. Uh, I think we need a bigger boat. <laughs> ah, thank you. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that deserves that one. Um, I'll agree with with, with um, the action sequences definitely flowed. The choreography, if you call it that, or the or the scene breakdown of you know the action sequences was just really good. It was really well done. Right. I was watching. I was like, wow. Even if it was hyper violent, it was done in such a way like, oh, all right, and it it, it I- definitely moved. Oh, go ahead. You need to use another word than hyper. You need to use something stronger than hyper for for the violence in that movie. <laughs> hey, you're right. Uh, until we figure it out, I'm going to go with hyper. But definitely, you know, that, it, it was like some of the things, that, like, like you guys said, it reminded me of Scorpion. It was just, wow. I'll also say this on the acting side. I kind of like Michael Chiklis as Deathstroke. I liked his voice. You know, I'm... I've been a Michael Chiklis fan since The Shield. Is The Shield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Shield. Yeah. The Shield. And I actually liked his, his version of The Thing, even though it was 
that horrible Fantastic Four two movies, but still. <laughs> I still I really it. enjoyed the Fantastic Four movies with him in it. The, the movies are questionable, but they're the best ones we've gotten. Yep. Are you like are you that anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go back to what's it, what was the original nineteen eighty four was it? No, not, 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 not what, the, was, what the Roger uh, Corman one that yeah. never got released? You're talking about? What, what year was yeah. that? '89, I, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I'll take a look. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought Michael Chiklis, you know, he he just sounded really it good. Fine. I, I I liked it. You know, it didn't it didn't sound like oh my. There's some voices that you listen to, and you're so distracted by their voice it takes you out of it, or um, mm-hmm. you're, you're too busy guessing like who is that? Who is that? It just felt like okay, that's that's joking. Then when I saw it at the end of Michael Chiklis, I'm like oh. All right, nice, like okay. so that's those are the things I liked about the action. And, and you're right about the artwork, Mike. Your artwork is very standard, very standard. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could, you know, I, I could see that being like, you know, it, it didn't stand out like Superman when we talked about um, the Superman movie. Right. The, yeah. That artwork stood out a little bit more. Yeah, this this was very reminiscent of uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the animated uh, TV show. Very, right. Very similar artwork. Yeah. I mean, which is, you know, it's it's a clean artwork, but like I said, it's just that, you know, that was what, 20, 20 years ago now? Was yep. it Justice League? Yep. You know, yeah. You like, right. know, it's like, by this point, it's like, okay, it's not novel, so, right. you know, it's it's nothing to write home about by this point. You're like, it's just a standard uh, artwork as far as we're concerned. Right. Oh, P.S. Um, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, 1994. Oh, I knew, okay. it, was, I knew it was one of the fours. <laughs> 84, 94. No, you, you got it there. Ah, uh, that's because that's because the fours were with you. Oh goodness! Oh, we're in Pun ah, City ah. today. All right. So now, now that we've got all the good stuff out of the way, um, what was the um, what was something that really bothered you about this film? Jericho. Unless it's the point that you already addressed. Jer- really, Jericho? Why? Because well, Jericho was just insanely wrong. <laughs> yeah, like isn't it his power that he was able to like? Is it the same power that they use in Titans where he's able to like yes. put his mind in other people's well, no. bodies? Yes and no. His power is to take over your body, but literally he disappears into you when he does it. Okay. Yeah. Like he like like you'll just see him fade into a phantom form and leap into your body. But he when he makes eye contact. Okay, yeah, because okay. they like seriously overpowered him in, in, in this movie. Oh, he was just suddenly like, he was like the Phoenix's baby brother at that point. You're like, <laughs> All right, whatever you're planning on doing. And then they were like, he's our ultimate weapon. I'm like, he's not doing much. <laughs> like, he never did much of it. I'm like, what are you going to do? Take over like two minds? I mean, what the hell was going to happen? And what was, what was your ridiculous plan, Hive? Joseph, what's your name? Richards. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and then also, what was the deal between him and Rose? There was like, there was way too much love there. Like, I don't know. Is it a Luke and Leia? Is it a Luke and Leia type yeah, of it thing? Got, it got creepy sometimes. But also, like, then you had to realize because they play them as if they're about the same age. But yeah. if you remember when he was about six to eight, whatever his age was as a kid, when we first meet the slave family before the uh, incident that he loses his voice, mm-hmm. they say, she said, uh, and she reminds him about the time he cheated on her. Uh, she, he said, it's been over 10 years. And then the incident from Jericho getting his throat cut was 10 years later. Yes. So she, so, so you figure she's 20 something years old, like, like, but like they kept playing her like they were the same age, like they, like they were almost twins, almost. Well, you know. she, she calls him little brother. 
Yeah, but I mean, they, it was just like the way they portrayed. Like in other words, by this point, she would be in her mid to late twenties. She's a grown woman, but they played her like she was like sixteen. Like, like she was you know? like she was an elder teen. Yeah, I got I, that vibe also. Yeah, I, I saw her that she was kind of like nineteen twenty, and that he was seventeen eighteen. Okay. Yeah. I guess, but you know, but yeah, it's just, it just should have been older. It feels like, but it was just one of those things that just kind of weirded me out with the thing. But, uh, and then Rose, I, I didn't understand why they even bothered to include her. Like if they were, <laughs> if they thought this was going to go anywhere, it's like, you could have just saved that for season two or something, right. you know, like it just felt like you just rushed to here's Deadpool. I mean, here's dead shot, uh, Deathstroke's world. My God, there's too many dead. Wow. You just <laughs> too many dead about that. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, here's his life story cramming, and we're not making, we evidently were going to cancel this after episode one. We're certainly not getting a second movie out of this. Shoot. Um, before I get into what I don't like, well, actually, Ralph, is there anything else you didn't like, or Mike? Um, I didn't like the dialogue at all, like the general dialogue. I, it just, it just felt dead. It, it, it just felt very academic and elementary to me. You know, there was nothing nuanced about it. It just, the the jackal it just sat there yeah the jackal seemed like a very bad bond villain yeah really yeah because well the plan was a very bad bond villain plan yeah (laughs) you know like like you know you have your iconic bond villains and they make the movie you know you you, it becomes really good but with this guy i don't know he, he just seemed very one note like his, his only thing was essentially world domination but like at the same time to hurt uh t- to get revenge against deathstroke right but it, it, which we don't it, even know his reason why for that until the yeah, end yeah and then that wasn't that interesting <laughs> like know? oh he had a daughter too okay all right. Yeah. Like he shouldn't throw into combat. He killed your daughter because you took his son and made her fight him. So, yeah. so it's your oh, fault. Yeah, exactly. It was just one of those. Yeah, it's your fault. It's, it's your fault that you killed my daughter who was trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I see how that works. Um, that's that's thing that reminded me, and I mentioned it um, in the very opening of my synopsis, is that once again and again and again and again and again, as I point out every time I review any of the DC animated films, is it is very violent towards women. Now, yes. again, we know like the guards get chopped up. But, like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about any woman that is even remotely showcased. I'm like not a, talking like about a like, in a crowd. Yeah. No, no, they have to be pro- prominent. Just showcase, not not random guard in a mask number 43 getting shot in the head. I'm talking someone that's just showcased. So, you, you know, you you start out like 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 Addie. I mean, they could have they could have just had the guy knock her out. He beat her up choking her down breaks her leg in multiple places and her arm yep you know i'm like like when you think of the other male featured characters they don't get this kind of punishment um the fact that like not only did he kill the unnamed daughter <laughs> um by stabbing her through the heart but like lifts her up and throws her away like garbage mm-hmm. um there's a oh and there's another i forget what happens with the, with the oh and then like um and again this is why i'm saying how Maybe it wasn't a major won't. character but like uh no, not even Lady Sheep. Well, they just treat her like shit. They just treat her like dog shit. Um, I don't even understand why. They, they keep bringing her up in things because she's the best fighter ever, and then she always gets beaten immediately. But um, <laughs> but no, th- no, this is this is like literally random guard number four, but it was the only female guard, and she became a focus point. And remember when Jericho was trying to prove that he could control the minds? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like he, when he's, he's like, no, I can't do that. And then he has the guard literally just punch her like a punching bag. 
for a while and then she gets one kick in and I'm like, DC, I do not get your point, <laughs> you know, because every one of your movies has women being just horrendously beaten up, murdered worse than other people sometimes and or just being called horrible names, <laughs> you know, and it's really bothering me now because it, it just tell. stands out. Yeah, that was uh, um, speaking of Jericho going crazy, like what was the point of that scene? Because he doesn't do that again. No. They, they they literally knew not what they were doing with this entire script. You know? <laughs> they knew not. I like the way they knew not. What they, they knew do. not. <laughs> they knew not what they do. Those I, poor, I'll, poor I'll, not they knew. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you something that, that that bothered me, and it might be small in comparison to the rest of the stuff you guys are talking about. The way Joseph talks. Remember, was sad. it's not it's not the size that counts; it's the motion of your complaint. At my age, <laughs> that's a lot of that. <laughs> um. Listening to Joseph, a.k.a. Jericho, talk to his dad. When did he develop an accent? Papa. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Throughout 95% of the movie, he's like, but Papa, who the fuck are you? When did you become? Well, it, was his, it, was his, it was his time in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> I was going to say, like, when did you drop out of the Swiss Alps? Please let me know. It bothered me. It was, well, he, I mean, I don't know. He was in a was, Swiss I mean, boarding school, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was doing oh, Papa. Maybe. Yeah, but he was doing Papa even when in the beginning of the movie when he's oh, yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter oh, either way. Yeah, it's it, funny. It, it, and that took me out of the movie because even though it's silly, I'm like, okay, are you trying to, you know, was that the director's choice to draw compassion from this young, from this youthful voice to have him say it with that accent? Because if, if it is, I'll fire that director because it just took me out. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I want to know what was that that plot? Like, I'm like, I understand that for the for the hero, quote unquote, hero of the piece, the enemy's um, army are just fodder. But I'm like, you know, when you treat your own people like fodder, because like when they go through the whole scene of pretending that Jericho is is being um, caged and, and experimented upon, just so the slave breaks him out, just for him to turn on him, it's like you could have just had him turn on him from the beginning but no you go through this whole thing he blows up something which kills some men he then goes through the place shooting men and i'm like well you didn't need to do any of that <laughs> it's like right like did add it to it it was just one of those weird, like if i was one of those guards they'd be like did you see that shit they just did <laughs> i'm quitting tomorrow like <laughs> I, I would love to see like the the interview process it'd be like <clears throat> so hi Welcome to the AIM Asian interview session. Uh, let me just tell you about your duties. You uh, Obviously, you're going to have to have some uh, good hand-to-hand um, -hand combat skills. Rifle skills are probably a plus as well. Um, also, uh, the ability to take orders unquestionably and possibly become fodder for any people who we need to trick with our devious plots. If that seems okay with you, just sign on the dotted line. Well, actually, there's a little bit of twist. They're just like, you know, and your fighting skills are, oh, they can be good, but not too good. And uh, out of the hundred targets we had you shoot, how many did you hit? Four? You're hired. <laughs> You're hired. There's, there's a um, file that says uh, Cobra School of Shooting, and it has the guy's pictures next to it. It's funny, it's, it's funny that, speaking of twist, Mike just mentioned twist. Speaking of twist, let me ask you guys this. For, um, in your opinion... Um, there's a lot of viewers that know Deathstroke's story in regards to his kids and his background and all this other stuff. Do you think that the knowledge of this character kind of ruined the surprise? 
surprised for know it? Or were you kind of guessing until it happened? What do you mean, ruin the surprise of which? Okay, Jericho's like, like, uh, Joseph, his uh, of his his switch of, of then deciding to kill his father. That's what the caps talk about. Also, the fact of just including Rose. Like, I mean, I knew visually when you saw the Hive Queen, I was like, that looks like Rose. But I didn't think they were going to include that until they. they I was like, oh, oh, okay. No, I, I, do you think that because you guys know who those people are in his comic book history? Did it quote unquote ruin the surprise? It wasn't that much of a surprise. It wasn't really a surprise. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad script, so it's not a lot of surprise. But, but yeah, I mean, knowing who the characters are, it doesn't surprise you, you know, um, as well. So that, it doesn't help with that. Uh, I, I just kept waiting for her to lose an eye, but it didn't happen. I was very disappointed. I mean, <laughs> like at, one, at, one point, at one point when the Jackal, um, when, when Slade finally gets onto the plane with the Jackal and, like, uh, Addie and Rose and Jericho, they're all, like, huddled in the corner because they've all been injured, stuff like right. that. And he's like, and he's like, and I'm going to bring you pain by killing your family. I'm like, shoot them all, please. Just every <laughs> one of them. Like, just just, leave, just turn him into the Punisher. Just blow away his entire family, please. At this wow. point, I couldn't stand any of Like, think about it. What's, I mean, I'm not talking about beloved characters from the comics. I'm talking about from this movie. Did you give a damn? Really? <laughs> Were you, did you have any slight slight emotional involvement with any of those characters. You know? Not really. Not really, to be honest. Yeah, none. <laughs> like, not one. Yeah. Neither it's, it's, I. Um, how, do, how do we feel about the villain? Because we talked about a lot of the supporting cast. We talked about, you know, Rose and, and Joseph and, and all these guys, you know. How do we feel about the villain? Because we always talk about how sometimes these movies miss the mark with the villain. And especially with this kind of movie where your anti-villain is hyper-violent. Did they do a good job with the villain? Even though you guys said he's Bond-esque, is he better than most, or is he just kind of colored by numbers? He is forgettable. I forgot that he was in the movie until he showed up again. Literally, if they just had a a black outline, I mean, a white outline of place character here, you could have put any, anyone in there. <laughs> you, you could have put in... The Joker, the Keeper Elf, uh, like the bad Calendar one, the one man. that they don't talk about in the commercials. Calendar oh, Man. I mean, just you know, like Obnoxio the Clown. I mean, like, like, <laughs> like you could have just put in anything at that point, and it would not have mattered, you know. Like if he took off that mask and was like, "I'm really Cobra," you'd have been like, "Yeah, we knew." <laughs> I mean, like, like, <laughs> that was a really good. That was a really good Cobra Commander, by the way. Well, hold on, hold on. He's, he's been you, practicing in the know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was just nothing at all interesting. Like, but at the same time, like you just had mentioned, though, um, trying to compare him, like with our anti-heroes, like he wasn't that violent, right? <laughs> like he yeah. never did anything. Nope. <laughs> he threatened to kill people, but he never really—we never saw him personally do anything. You know, you you know who who I really feel sorry for, um, Bronze Tiger. Yes, because he got double looped. <laughs> he lost it. Lost, lost his arm twice. I'm like, damn, that sucks, man. You got and they got blown up. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious though because it's it's like um, an instant regrettable choice because he had the 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 opportunity to shoot him down, so blow him out of the sky. Nah, <laughs> nah. Where he's going, it's gonna be he's gonna wish we'd killed him. Oh, here comes a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ah oh, shit. Instantly regretted it. Even 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 as an animated character, I'm sure Bronze Tiger was like, "Thank God I won't be back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just collect my check. I'm done. 
<laughs> and pick up your arm on the way out. <laughs> um, how, how do you feel about how this movie brought everything to the end? Because it's funny in the begin, I totally forgot. The beginning started with death, oh, um, with, 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 um, Deathstroke being you know brought up on the shore, washed up on the shore. Well, I'm no, sure I did. I, the moment the moment they were in the plains above the water, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where that went." <laughs> I mean, not that you're ever going to kill your main star anyway, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just one of those like. Eh. It felt like Wolverine <laughs> because I'm like, wait, if he's that close to the explosion, how does he survive? He can heal, but can he regenerate? Yeah, yeah. That that was just absolutely insane. I'm just like, yeah, you're just just killing well, this character well, here like i'm i'm oh, sorry, go ahead. forget about the explosion right he's over water right the impact alone from that like height, concrete yeah yep <laughs> it, it would have completely shattered his body like yeah i mean he doesn't have adamantium bones he would have just exploded like a blood blister exactly <laughs> you know? so the, there's there's no way he would have survived the fall alone yeah. despite the explosion the explosion would have actually accelerated him further uh, quicker to the ground which would just yeah. even more destroyed his body well but you I, know as he was I'm falling he just did a perfect point into the uh you know yeah. he's yeah. like i channel my greg luganus <laughs> you know he, he <laughs> He, he did his inner. Then he hit his head on the board. He did his inner cone exactly. head and then just <laughs> right into the water. <laughs> just right into the water. It just, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I mean, that that was the one that got me too because I'm like, well, you're dying either way. Oh no, I guess. Well, I mean, again, we know he's not going to die, but it's like, well, you're going to die either way. You survive. <laughs> no, and then what was we know you survive. You know, what was the point what? of that that little narration as he chooses to die? No one's fucking hearing that shit. You know. <laughs> Not even Jericho, who, well, who apparently is, is telepathic as well now. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I, I don't even... They were all over the place with Jericho. He was just a point of convenience. Right. Um, well, you know what's funny? And it sounds... I mean, the, the, the way they resolved that was pretty stupid. But what would have made it a little bit better for me, going back to, um, going back to De um, Deathstroke, you know, blowing up, is if he washed up on shore... And a big chunk of his freaking, um, like, under his arm, like, his chest cavity, and, like, was destroyed. And you see it slowly growing. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, he really got hurt. He should be dead. Fine. Right. But he just wrote, washed up holes in, his, holes in his, his body, but full body and all. You know, two arms, two legs, intact. I'm like, well, okay. Well, what I found funny was uh, that reminded me of the, I mean, granted, the answer is probably he did another mission, even though we didn't see it. But when he, it's 10 years later and he interrupts that poker game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that like, he just kills all those people, gets shot twice, like or something like that. We see him. It's, I think, you know, he's watching some from somewhere in a distance afterwards or some or whatever mission he's at a distance. And he runs away. And the next thing you see is he's walking into his hotel room and he strips down and he just falls in the bed with all these cuts over the backs of his legs, all over his, I'm like, you were shot twice in like the chest. Did you do this to yourself on the yeah. way? Were you shaving? Like, 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 how did you get all these wounds? <laughs> you know, he, is your body armor that sharp and tight? He missed. He missed the scabboard for his sword, so he just kept <laughs> trying. He just kept trying. He's like, oh, oh, damn it, no, I can't. oh no, the, that was my leg this time. Okay, hold on, wait. Oh, oh I think I got it. Oh nope, spinal cord. Sorry. There it is. Oh, it had to be. It made no sense. It made no sense. But uh, 
Yeah, that was just one of those things where I'm like, where were you? <laughs> and also, like, you've got Strip all this club. money, and evidently we're in the world of lots of inventions. Your body armor doesn't do dick. Yeah. It doesn't prevent any bullet, except, by the way, until the final um, round of fights when he's on the plane, mm-hmm. and he jumps onto yeah, that plane, they start shooting. Yeah. Then it deflects all off, and I'm like, this is the same body armor that keeps getting shot. <laughs> you got know, an like, upgrade. I'm like, why? You're... Yeah, but you're wearing this body armor for no reason at all. You heal. The, the thing is just really, it's just giving you one more thing to bleed through at this point. You know? He, he, le- <laughs> he leveled up. That's why the armor at the end is it's more durable. Ah, there we go. Wait, Ralph, he said it's more durable? I thought he said more adorable. Oh it's adorable it's as well. Did, adorable. You, adorable. did you see it? All those colors? <laughs> did you like see the that? Orange and black. The Hello Come Kitty on. on the back? Yeah. Hello Kitty on the back? It was, cute. It was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it was Hello yeah. Kitty was strangling somebody with her ribbon <laughs> from her hair. Wow! I would definitely buy a t-shirt. Would make an that. adorable shirt. <laughs> make an adorable shirt. I would, Mike. If you put that on a t-shirt, I would wear it. <laughs> that would be adorable, actually. All right. Let me ask you guys this question as we start bringing this to a close. Um, what is something that because this movie, you know, I mean, movie. It's funny, it's a series, but it's a movie. What is one thing you would add or take away that could have improved the movie? Not make the movie, you know, um, perfect, but something that would make the movie more watchable or more coherent. What is something that you would either add to the movie or take away from the movie? Um, I mean, I think that it would have helped if they just slowed the movie down. And I don't mean speed-wise. I meant, like, just give us one thing, mm-hmm. whether it's just him becoming Deathstroke uh, they mean we got it all. His origin. It's like either give us his origin, right? Um, up to, for instance, him having a kid, and then that would be like that end of that show or that movie or something like that. Or only focus on Jericho and his kid or something like that. Uh, like I said, Rose should not have been involved at all. That's always like the last thing that ever should pop in. I mean, you know, uh, it was just. I think that would have helped. I mean, my normal answer, of course, would just be to have scrapped it all. But this is surprising, and not saying that everyone was brilliant, but this is written by J.M. Uh, DiMatteis, who's a decent comic book writer, um, and most of us have seen his work, whether you realize it or not. But as far as, if, they, if you want to say, well, yeah, but what about for writing for movies? He wrote Constantine's uh, City of Demons. He wrote Justice League Dark Movie. That's he wrote one. Batman Bad Blood, and he wrote Batman versus Robin. But he wrote all of those. But this was just shit. <laughs> you know? Maybe this was like the, the first draft, and someone saw it in his trash bin and they're like oh we found the movie and and before he was like before he was like uh he could stop them he's like no no no, wait they're already out the door and then hiding into people and even better they were like we found this in your trash can which means we can use it and don't have to pay you either (laughs) it's garbage Uh, hold on hold on hold on hold on let's go back for a second because mike just mentioned that um what 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 dematis has worked on now if i am correct i know mike has not been happy with a couple of those movies. I mean, they were okay. No, that's why I said I said they weren't all gold. I said, but like they were at least much but like, more. But Batman vs. Robin comes this. to mind, like with something that oh, yeah. I oh, I hated that movie. Because Damien, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I oh, hate are you saying this, is, this this movie was well worse than those? Yes. Oh yes. Easy. Just for clarity, just want to get clarity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If if there's one Ralph? thing I, I to add or or remove, I would remove the bad script yes. and give it a better villain. One hundred percent on that. I would have got rid of the family. That too. Yeah, that would help too. Yeah. I would have got rid of the family, or at least the wife. Give me Jericho, or give me Rose. Don't give me both. 
Yeah. Give me, give me, give me one of them. Give me, I mean, even if you give me Jackal, make Jackal a lot more, you know, formidable. But give me Rose or give me Jericho. Get rid of the wife. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought it was funny how like he never explained why he stayed away so long. He's like, she's like, um, you never fought for him. You never, you came to look for him again. You just wrote him one letter and you left. And he's like, the past is the past. Don't ask me about my shit, woman. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's typical man 101. Not, uh, not all men, but you know, like, like that, that, that trope. I did what I had to do. And bah, 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 bah. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's one of the many plot holes of the, you have no idea what you were writing. Mm-hmm. You just filled in those words because it sounded good and you moved on to the next scene, you know, with no thought where this was going to go. Or maybe they had, they were like, well, in episode 13, we're going to have a flashback. Oh, you've been canceled after episode one, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you've been canceled after episode one. All right. Is there anything else you want to discuss or add before we um, go to renaming and ratings? Nope. Mike? Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm good. Let's do it. Let's go into renaming the series of the series of the movie. It, it was a series. I keep like going back to that. All right, so renaming the um, the movie. I'll go first because probably Ralph's not ready yet. I've been ready, baby, but you can go. All right, I'll go. All right. So um, being that we're talking about Slade, Adeline, um, Rose, and and Joseph, I'm going to call them the dysfunctional Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, Ralph. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like it. So they're like, yeah, we're a family. Fuck you. Go ahead, Ralph. I'm going to call this... Deathstroke, the flashback, uh, the flashback exposition, because it was like, oh my god, it was like there was oh, nothing but exposition. Every time people talked, <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, um, so it's like, how did you become like this? Oh, flashback, the whole story of how he did it. Well, Rose had a flashback. Like yeah, everyone yeah. had a flashback. I'm like, I'm like, you do understand this is a visual media, and you're supposed to show us. I mean, right? The only reason I that knew, be, the only reason I knew that Rose was going to be in the movie is because they show him um, leaving the mother after walking on the beach with her right. and apparently having sex with her all night. Oh, yeah. Like that's the right. only reason oh, I knew yeah. she I mean, was going to come. I told us in the beginning. But but it's like it's like like I said it, it's like you're supposed to show us not tell us it's a visual media that would be as if right now to the audience we just started holding up pictures to our microphone and then went like and I agree <laughs> you <Yeah>. know like <laughs> <laughs> we're we're an auditory medium you know like that's the way it works <laughs> yeah so, I, I, I agree with that yes Mike what what do you what I'd do you rename mean? this I would rename it Deathstroke. When he pulls out, you ain't pregnant, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's <a good> one. <laughs> if they ever let you do the porn version, bro, you got the name for it right that's there. That's it. There exactly. you go. Oh, by the way, though, I, when you, since you called it Dysfunctional Family, that was my favorite thing at the end. I mean, granted, they all assume Slade's dead, except for the wife who's like, no, he's probably alive. But it's like, yeah, I want to find out how many women have just literally in a day or two have met the daughter of the woman he fooled around with is like, yeah, stay your family. Yeah. Oh, you you tried <laughs> to manipulate my son into killing his father and possibly yeah. also oh, killing say, me. And, you, and yeah, and you took my kid and you manipulated him, made him into a killer. <laughs> you know, but stay your yeah. family. Why not? Why not? You can right. <laughs> All if right. I was Rose, I'd be sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> Just one. The only eye. <laughs> the only eye. <laughs> or, 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 that's how she loses that eye. That's the second one, yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, that's how she loses the eye. Ratings. 
for Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. Ralph? I'm going to give it uh, five grenades in the mouth and heads exploding out of ten. That yeah. Poor, oh yeah, that, that was something. That was when you missed. That was so gratuitous. That was when you missed. That was that was yeah. I forgot. I knew there was another. Yeah, I knew there was another woman. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like what the hell? Grenade in the mouth, head explode. I'm like, seriously, you do not do this to any man in this movie or any of your movies. At, <laughs> you know. At least they didn't actually show her head exploding. Just like no, the, it did. No, no, no. They they just showed the the blood splatter on the windows when it happens. Oh, I thought like it kind of you saw the explosion and then they did the shot out and they no, hit the, the no, they, thing. They they oh, cut okay. away they cut away to the outside of the house and oh, you okay. see the blood splatter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's not like we didn't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, but you <laughs> right. know, at least they didn't show it, you know, because then you just see right. like boom. Would've been crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the movie five Ginsu style slicing off of limbs for no fucking reason, <laughs> aka the Destro Puree out of ten. Mike. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna since this movie was so interesting, I'm gonna retouch my synopsis. I'm gonna give it four and a half. Yeah, I really thought that War- Walter died in Arrow season five oh, out shit. of ten <laughs> because I don't even need to address this movie at this point. Wintergreen Mike. Wintergreen Mike. <laughs> so there you have it: Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, the movie. Another reason why, as a kid, you must pay attention to the stories your parents read to you. Sometimes it's a hidden message about their assassinating past. <laughs> Otherwise, the movie sucked. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now more exposition. <laughs> that was Ooh. super clear. You heard that? That was more exposition. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I know. It felt like we had Dane in the room. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the darkness. All right, everybody. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we've made it under a minute recently. I mean, it must be 2020 because we've made it under a minute now more than ever, which means this year's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> and if you're listening in order, it was episode 171 that we just made it under a minute. Yeah, it's absolutely. like the Caps bedroom. And, and, and Always under a so. minute. <laughs> We've been rolling. Let's do. I, what? Wow. I guess you were listening on the outside. What happened? <laughs> it's got nothing else better to do. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Name a Marvel villain outside of Magneto, Thanos, and Doom that could have an anti-hero standalone film. Mike. Luckily, there aren't many. Loki. I can see that. Uh, I was wondering if someone was going to say that. All right, Ralph. I would say the maestro. You could have the story begin with him being as Hulk and then slowly turning into the maestro. That's a good idea. Or, yeah. or if that doesn't work, Modoc. Just because right. it'd be oh, funny. You, not two, one. Okay. <laughs> Which are most likely to... You encourage him. That's why you don't make it under a minute. Okay. Which are you most likely to believe first? That spirits exist or that aliens exist? Ralph. What about alien spirits? Mike. (laughs) Uh, My answer is tequila. Why? It's Mexican liquor. Therefore, alien spirits. (laughs) Nice. Cool or crud? In comics, Marvel introduced the new team of Thunderbolts with their new leader being Donald Trump. Ralph. Time is up because of Ralph's goddamn long answer. Mike interrupted me. But Ralph, 
the yeah, last or question. or your long questions and you entertaining him. <laughs> Are you not long, entertained? But I, but I did entertain that. You're absolutely right. Wow, cooler crud. Um, I I honestly don't know because I I don't want to read anything with Donald Trump in it. Honestly, there's enough already of him in the world. Why, why does it need even more? I guess that answers your question right there. Right, I guess it's crud. Okay, Mike. Donald Trump leading them, it'd be crud, and they would be bankrupt by issue one, page one, panel two. <laughs> and then blame somebody else for it? Yep. Yep. And all the tax returns <laughs> would be gone, hidden. There are wow. no tax returns. They don't exist. All right, let's go for it. Let's go for shout-outs. Does anybody have any shout-outs this week? This week, just those shout-outs to the, the wonderful people that are out there that make my life happy. I'm going to shout out to the interstate moving company that better get my shit moved from Delaware. Wow. <laughs> That's free advertising. I'm going to get shit done. Well done, Mike. Yeah, exactly. No, but otherwise, no, just again, as always, just thank everybody that's listening that's uh, embedded in their homes or, or barely getting out just to get to work and whatnot. Again, I hope that we are bringing a smile to your face. I mean, well, I know I am, but I hope that the other two guys have been helping to bring a smile to your face. I say that with right. modesty. I've noticed, yeah. It's, he's yeah. very humble. Humble by my ass. Okay, <laughs> Ralphie? Um, I would like to shout out uh, everyone. Thank you. And to that one person, you know who you are. I'm coming for you. Wow. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just going to shout out the usuals. You know, hope everybody's, you know, enjoying the show. Um, shout out to Tom. Tom actually hit us up in the group chat today. Because him and I were ha- hanging out for Mr. Cooper's birthday, and we were talking about... You mean Hipster Tom? Hipster Tom, that's right. Huh? No, now <laughs> he has a new name now. Yeah. Yeah, but not, as far, not for the podcast. Yeah, so. not for the podcast. <laughs> we'll just call him Triple T. Look, 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 look at Ralph trying to spoil shit. <laughs> if you, if you see Tom, just call him Triple T. Triple T, that's right. So um, we were talking about the conversation I brought up with you guys last week saying, you know, if there's any episode that if you would recommend to somebody listening to the podcast, you know, which one you listen to? And we mentioned episode 69. He goes, yeah, I love that episode. Episode I go, Dude. 69. And he goes, I told him, I said, yo, you got to check it out. You know, listen to it again. It holds up well. Because there's some episodes that are either timed or dated or we, we were different back then or whatever, whatever. And I go, but episode 69 stands well. Tom was like, oh, I listened to it. I loved it. So I was like, yeah. Shout out to Tom for actually <laughs> listening. Even though he bitched about me not being on the show, I'm like, just fucking figure out something you want to be on. And let me know. What the hell? Episode 69. I think I think there's a a, a synopsis from Rick Grimes. Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we Rick should, Grimes. We just, we just got to review The Walking Dead just so we can get that again. Oh, <laughs> well, shit. even if even no. if we started at this point, it's still two more years before it's over. Oh, shit, oh, that's right. God. Kill me now. And there's a lot of material that I have to go through before we even get to that. I am so far behind on that. Listen, well, if, I, if we ever right. do The Walking Dead again, just kill me. And when I come back as a walker, kill me again. And then just keep doing oh, it. Oh, no. I'm just, just going to remove your lower jaw just so that you live in agony. Or, uh, <laughs> or just have you like Weekend at Bernie's. Just, just standing there propped up. <laughs> I'd probably still be doing a better job as a tech than any of you two. Oh, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> very possible. 
pilot is the only reason why we keep you around. But I'll leave that for another show. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Rob the Tech, aka Weekend at Bernie's, this is the cap saying keep it geeky. Have a great day, guys.